0: Good evening. Wait, good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. This is good luck. (laughs) Hi, this is Colton. What's that
1: from? That's from a thing. It's like a news. Good afternoon. Good evening and good night.
0: It's like a fake like a show was doing a parody of like a good morning America show. I'm thinking of good night and good luck
1: the like famous newscaster Is that every that guy Clooney...
0: you've ever slept with says when he's leaving your house oh <laughs> oh see you at the clinic <laughs> oh <laughs> i feel scandalized i feel uh, snatched <laughs> you know it's true oh gosh never sleep with questionable man welcome to best Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Gabe Thibodeau. And this is not Colton Mooney. He is distancing himself. (laughs) My poor pants! From that introduction. Um, Uh. In other news, I think you have an important question to ask me. (laughs) I have a very non-important question to ask you. Okay, we've been talking about this fucking question for two years. Well, because I
1: wanted to ask you. It's just like one of those things that I wanted to ask you, but I decided to wait for a podcast. And it's so dumb and silly. You're going to ask
0: me to marry you? (laughs) 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 It's so dumb.
1: (laughs) It's, uh, no, so this is something that I've seen online a few times recently, and then I've heard a couple podcasts the hosts ask each other this, and it actually is a random question that turned into a discussion online. I think it originated on black Twitter, but I don't know, like, the journalist or the person who initially asked it, but it's this question that people have been asking, and people have been having very heated opinions about it. So this is the question. It's really silly. Lots of buildup. When you're in the shower, do you wash your legs?
0: Yes. Okay. Why would you not? Well, see,
1: I wash my legs as well. But I have there, a loofa, and I wash but my there's legs. this whole group of people who
0: are like, it runs no. down my body. Yeah, like the water. I understand down. the logistics, but also I like the circular scrubby motions, and that's why my skin is so supple and light. I mean, I figured you would be on my side. Not of like light colored, like, like it's like a light consistency. I also just it's don't like understand. Moist. Like, does that mean those people aren't washing their feet?
1: Or they're just washing you know. their feet and leaving the leg part. No,
0: I think they consider the soap running down their body as cleaning their feet. But soap running across your feet is not washing your feet. They don't their feet? I mean like... Well, straight guys don't wash their asses. So they probably don't wash their anything below their belly button. A That's straight guy really has troubling. never washed. That's very troubling. Because, like,
1: okay, I keep a pretty clean apartment, but even still... I thought you were about
0: to say, I keep a pretty clean ass! <laughs> I was going to scream!
1: <laughs> I was talking about my apartment. But even then, like, at the end of the day, sometimes, like, the bottoms
0: of my feet will be a little dirty. I'm not going to, like... Your apartment is a pigsty. <laughs> Excuse <laughs> no. Whenever me? I'm there, it gets to a level... It's all because of me. It's my credit it's... is why your apartment gets messy. It starts out clean right remember when i asked you am i a good house guest (laughs) because i was really insecure because i leave a lot of trash and silverware in places we
1: just have a comfort level where like by the end of the weekend or whatever
0: it's like a college dorm like
1: there's some trash that needs to be taken out but it's not like the surfaces of the apartment are gross it's just like sometimes (laughs) we eat get lots of takeout and then deal with it later but i'm talking specifically about like even in a clean environment which my apartment is clean i'm anal about it and don't make it's a joke about it Stop talking about your butt <laughs> even in my clean apartment i feel like i have to wash my feet at the end of the day and i'm i'm horrified at the thought that there are people out there just not washing their feet thinking they get wet in the shower and they're all good like
0: it's it's, it's unacceptable straight to me. men
1: but this is this like Spans all the demographics. It started on Black Twitter. It went to white podcasts, <laughs> oh, and then it died here. <laughs> and then here's where <laughs> the death dies. of it. But like people feel really strongly with. They're like, no, why would I wash my legs? And then if other y- people okay, are like, yes. I'm like, I'm like, it's so part sorry. of your body.
0: People might not like me after saying this, Uh-oh. but if you feel strongly about not washing the lower b- part <laughs> of your body, you can kindly walk away with your nasty ass <laughs> feet ten feet away from me, so I don't have to smell your corn chips and your you know what yeast infection cuz i feel like it it, sti- it like keeps going as if that can that type of logic can be carried over to everything exactly like, like oh i wash my hair i don't have to wash anything else like okay
1: let's say you get your hands dirty you're not just going to rinse it under water and be like we're clean or just, like, run some soap over it without scrubbing. Uh, uh, Gabe, Listen, we've watched lots of Grey's Anatomy, and scrubbing no, no, is an no. important part of scrubbing I
0: in. did a nine-hour-long food safety course. 90% <laughs> of people don't wash their damn hands. No, that's not a real that's statistic. That's why anyone gets sick in a restaurant, is because of unwashed hands. Is that a real statistic? Yeah. 90% of people don't wash people their hands. People think that running your hands under like lukewarm oh. to cold water for five seconds is washing your hands. It's friction. You got to have the friction. The no, swabby. it's it's temperature. Yeah. It's, it's coverage. Oh. It's like the amount of time you're spending in each. I've th- always been scandalized not- about this just as a
1: man, like in public restrooms. A, that there are guys who, like, use the urinal and just straight up fly out of there. Like, so many guys don't wash their hands. Because
0: you're watching intently what they're doing. The yeah, urine. I always
1: make complete eye contact with every man I can mm-hmm. as he walks in and out I mean,
0: you're hand. not making eye contact. No,
1: but, you, like, you, you're next you're to making someone. making contact with something. No, don't be foul. <laughs> she
0: can't help it.
1: <laughs> there are, but, like, there are guys who just, like, go in, do their business, and leave. And then there are guys that go in, do their business, and then literally just, like, get the very tips of their fingers, like, splish, splash.
0: And leave, which, like... I feel like somewhere in the world, my sister's listening to this with my 15-month-year-old nephew, and he's hearing me talk about urinals and asses. He doesn't have
1: all those words yet, your No,
0: he knows a lot of words. He Does he know the bad ones? Once, well, when I was trying to get in to say Coco, he said cock. And I was um. like, no, no, don't say that. It's Coco. Because that's my name. Yeah. To him.
1: I mean, it is kind of adjacent, just in terms of, like, mouth sound. Welcome to Best (laughs) (laughs) Exes,
0: where we talk about breakups throughout history. Uh, Every week, we happen to be on a little retreat of our own. We are right now. Recording. Uh, We can actually spend time with each other. So, you know, at at the end of every story, we ask, are they still friends? We very much are. We are. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. We're answering that question before it's asked. And I think that people have always been interested in kind of like how this came to be and like you our and relationship I? oh yeah just mm-hmm. like how we got to know each other then we dated then you know it, we broke up and then what happened and this isn't the place to come to hear gonna that you're not going to learn that here <laughs> uh because <laughs> there's some things that just need to be left in Oahu and <laughs> i even knowing
1: that we that it was Hawaii where we broke up yeah. You saying Oahu, my brain went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out what word. I was like, yahoo, yahoo.com, yahoo mail. I'm speaking a new language. But you are literally just saying the location where we broke I up. Love I love that character in Moana. <laughs> Oahu. <laughs> Oahu, the grandmother, Oahu. <laughs> Great. Oh, the grandma. That's oh, triggering. Uh, Do you yeah. want to... Uh, Take a guess as to how many times you've watched Moana now since you've been around. You oh, you a lot. so my
0: nephew's favorite movie is Moana, brought on by my dad. Who, uh, it's the cutest thing in the world. He'll say, "Do you want to watch your favorite movie?" And you know the in the scene. Where the wayfinders are using their hands to plot the stars. I didn't know they were called wayfinders. Yeah, Did, have you seen the movie? <laughs> I've seen the movie. We watched multiple it. Times. We watched it together the day that Carrie Fisher died, and we like, cried that was in a rough the theater day. together. That was a very rough But, he, but these are yeah.
1: people. These are the people on the boats exploring. Sure. They're the wayfinders. That find okay.
0: their way. <laughs> Wayfind. Uh, he. There you hold their hand up to the stars. My nephew, fifteen months old, holds his hand up to, to look TV. to the star to the TV. Um, And he also dances to all of the songs. He really likes the one, We Know the Way, which half of it is in a language I can't speak. I need to learn those words. I know the the English part of it. But I've watched it maybe... Seventy-five times. So, do you think it's a sliding scale of like your sister Jordan has watched it one million a hundred
1: times, your parents have watched it like five hundred thousand times, and you watched it like three hundred. There's a times.
0: mathematical <laughs> equation. No, my dad has watched it the most times. Okay. So then maybe divided by two is me. Okay. And then maybe that divided by half is is jordan because oh does she not play it no as it's just more recent like she just oh, started doing that like a month ago I see, I see she didn't own it until a month ago my uh-huh. dad has had it for a long time so up until recently like grandparents house was where oh, he got but i Milana do feel films. like in that month she has at least watched it 60 times i mean so twice a day every watching
1: day. <laughs> this watching this from my perspective has been eye-opening because my parents have always told me that when i was a kid i watched the little mermaid over Shocking. and over to the point where like my sister was in the hospital with a pneumonia, and I had a pneumonia Wait, too. A
0: pneumonia? Yeah. A singular pneumonia? A single pneumonia. <laughs> Is it always plural? It's I have just, pneumonia? I have pneumonia. Well, I, because I had like four pneumonia. Oh my God, somebody please fact check me. I want to be right
1: about oh, this. Oh, you so could very bad. well be right. Oh. I just know that when I was younger, I had. Maybe you say I had pneumonia four times, yeah. but I had four pneumonias. How like, are all you in alive? <laughs> I'm telling you, if I had been born years ago, I
0: would not be. You'd be the kid that died of dysentery modern, on the Oregon Trail that's me. at
1: six. Just throw some dirt on me and keep those wagons rolling. I would not have survived any other time period at modern medicine. I'm man. hoping you survived this one. But so <laughs> we were really young. <laughs> we were really God, young, God. young, and like in the hospital, my sister had has pneumonia singular whatever uh the pneumonia and they're playing little mermaid and then finally this is like after months and months she's just like no more little mermaid she's like you couldn't take it how many
0: gazmets wait gadgets and gizmos did you have did you have plenty i had them a plenty what about who's it's and wants it galore (laughs) what about thingamabobs i
1: got 20 (laughs) but who cares are we gonna like get in trouble for like Intellectual property rights for quoting...
0: All I'm not smart enough for intellectual property right <laughs> violations. <laughs> welcome! No, <laughs> I feel like guys. we've done a welcome three times! Every time there's a little welcome to Best Texas. Um. No, so... Yeah, so we're just
1: enjoying this time. Yeah, we're in the desert. We... we... I don't think I ever would have fallen. I mentioned this to you the other yeah. day. I wouldn't have fallen yeah. in love with the desert if it weren't for our friend Chris, who, when he moved to LA, he started coming out here to Joshua Tree just to, like, decompress. It's like a meditative thing. Which, uh, yeah, when you're in LA, sometimes you need to get oh my out of God. the city.
0: Just not seeing a homeless person shitting into a shopping cart every five minutes is a vacation in and of itself. Into the shopping cart? Like, it would drop through the wires, though. I know I, I it's not I don't recommend it <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, There's a two gallon bucket there. I'm sure it's full oh, of their clothes. I mean
1: it's graphic but it's also the realities of downtown LA. <laughs> But But so, (laughs) so I, I grew up as a beach kid. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm a sea witch. I love the ocean. It's who I (laughs) am.
0: He talks about the ocean being healing. It it is healing. He was experiencing. I was covered in
1: bug bites, hundreds of bug bites. I, nothing would help me. I walked into the ocean and within a week it was, look, it's healing. I'm pretty
0: sure his intention of walking into the ocean was to be, to float away. Like indefinitely. I was in such discomfort. never come back. I kind of wanted just to be pushed out to sea. He just wanted to be pushed, like to float out to sea and then that be the end of his wikipedia page <laughs> never to be seen again but i mean the ocean is my soul and so the desert
1: I'm, i've never been a fan of the desert but yeah we've come out here a bunch now we shot a short film a couple years ago and then we've come out a it's few been other years times. yeah yeah it's been like two years two years uh, just about that's um, wild and, I showed my butt. <laughs> yes, uh, Colton showed his butt in that short film. Um it is not released online yet, so don't Google. Don't uh, fi- well yeah. It'll it will be eventually
0: though, so don't look at my stay butt. Stay tuned. I had to sit in a room with my family as they looked at my butt. And I think that there's nothing more rewarding in life than that. I, I think your mother's response was Welp. She said, <laughs> Oh. She said, Okay. Okay. <laughs> Didn't you warn her, though? I said, yeah, my butt's going to be in this. If you want me to block it, I can. But, I mean, it's just my butt. Everybody has one. It's very tastefully smeared with blood. It's fine. Well, my butt wasn't. It was not on my butt. It was was, was clean. It
1: was a post-apocalyptic. I washed my butt. (laughs) I'm sure we'll talk about that movie more. But, like, that was the first time we came out here to, like, do some location scouting and get a feel for the place, and then we shot out here. And then since then, I've been back a handful of times, and it's very nice. So... The we last wanted... time he was here, he actually broke both of oh, his toes. Oh, true. So I stayed in an Airbnb that was so luscious and not wonderful that non-spawn. They're so luscious and beautiful, and it was gated like a like a fortress, and the fences <laughs> were made of corrugated like steel corrugated corrugated steel yeah. and so like i'm a big dude who can't climb a fence easily anyway but if the when top you is need to? the top is razor sharp this is so i had to do lot. i had to create a hook out of some chain link and a stick and use another branch to unlock a, a fence thing and i was standing on some brick stup- stacked on top of each other and i slipped and my toes broke um
0: i told him that he needs to not vacation by himself anymore since then i I, and that was the moment i fell in love with the desert (laughs) (laughs) it was in this moment icing both of my toes completely alone but i literally was
1: locked out of the airbnb without my keys without my phone wearing no shoes like miles from any other house well and so
0: then we just got here um yesterday and he was like we were going back and forth in the car, like getting stuff, and he's like, "Well, just make make sure that door doesn't close because it will be locked out." No, I was said, like, "I have to remember the code." Have this time. And I said, "Yeah, the thing is, is you're with somebody who would never do something that's stupid," which so, I found to be uh, insulting just in tone. I'm but glad that you had real. to bring that up. You just <laughs> always are bringing it up to everybody. No, no but <laughs> I I
1: was literally standing there going back back and forth, like I'm gonna remember this code. I can't for the, get this code. And then he was like, "What is it?" It's oh wait no oh, don't wait, say it on here. I well they don't know where we are oh
0: yeah that's true it's
1: seventy three sixty seven. how did
0: you come to remember that
1: because 10 is my favorite number and 7 plus 3 is 10 and then 67 is like really close to 69 which is dirty and funny so it's so the fact
0: that you have to remember something that takes longer to process than just the fucking yeah, it's, four numbers it's, that's the whole like it's you can remember your birthday just think about it this month this number it's the 73rd it's month, the, the same. 67th a day. A number
1: you have to remember constantly throughout your life isn't the same as a code you need to remember over a weekend. Why can't you? It's a you, memory You just trick? say
0: it like six times and then you have it like I did. Why are you trying to fight? <laughs> about are we about memory? to fight right now? Are we having a fight
1: about I remembering? I hate that you don't remember
0: code? things about like... <laughs> when I'll be like, Gabe, okay, remember when we went on this date at this really great place? And he's like, No. I'm like, oh, well, it was really impactful. And, you know, you said really something really sweet When to do me I do and... that? All the time.
1: More often, you'll be like, hey, remember when I did this? And I'll be like, that wasn't me. Remember? <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: fuck. The latest one was, remember when, what was it? Oh, fuck, I, I can't know. remember. It was probably
1: just a movie. Or it was
0: something. something, like, really intimate that I assumed I had done with him. But it was, was with like, an ex-boyfriend I had. <laughs> and, uh, like, the most recent one. And he was like, yeah, it wasn't me. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, seven, I'm nine, sorry. <laughs> oh you didn't have a ridiculous reaction to something i did oh it was someone else great (laughs) but that's all to say we are here in the desert
1: and it's been a lovely weekend so far there's like a full game i mean the the people who own this house it's like a pair of gays and it's very love like beautifully decorated there's a full game room
0: there's rugs
1: (laughs) yeah there are rugs there's lots of towels i'm shocked by the amount of towels the room we're in right now, it's a bright lime green rug. So that's if, as if you didn't know they were gay already. You need to
0: stop giving this many specifics because I feel like a quick, like, Airbnb search, I could find this apartment. But here's the thing. They change the code every guest. So it's fine. Oh, okay. On that note, should we dive right in? Oh, yeah. Let's okay. do it. Okay. So, so I'm just, particularly excited about mine But today. first, a
1: quick reminder. Uh, so this show is called Best Exes. We're best friends and ex-boyfriends. We're going to take turns telling each other breakup stories and then at the end of the story the other person has to guess whether or not the people stayed friends or not
0: I mean I don't want to like start a fight with you right now but I already said that when did you say that I said it about 10 minutes ago okay
1: everyone needs to rewind fact check me rewind on your app
0: to see who's right (laughs) Uh, and then let us know at bestxspod at gmail.com oh yeah please wonderful okay Uh, so my couple today is quite topical oh it's also like not so much known and as I was like reading about it I was delighted oh and it comes with a lot of fun facts. <laughs> you okay. love a fun fact. Okay. So today I'm doing Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos, the founder of Amazon <gasps> Oh. and his wife, the richest man in the world I'm, right now. Yes. I immediately Jeff want Bezos. to know
1: lots of money information. Okay.
0: Can you wait for these statistics? <laughs> okay. So... I have some sources from the business uh, Business Insider, the Cut and Vox, okay, which I've really enjoyed reading about this. I have a lovely photo of the two. You know what? I never knew what she looked like She is a goddess. She is winning. She is, I I love her. I want to read everything she's ever written and I can't wait for her to listen to this. Thank you, Mackenzie. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos met in 1992 when they were both employees at the New York City hedge fund D.E. Shaw. Jeff Bezos worked his way up to senior vice president at the firm while Mackenzie, then Mackenzie Tuttle, worked there as a research associate. Mackenzie made the first move and asked, asked Jeff out to lunch. Women oh. should never be afraid to slide into those DMs. <laughs> How they did it in 92 was to ask someone out to lunch. Real life
1: DMs, a conversation. Because
0: lunch is real life DMs. Uh, they were engaged within three months. Ooh. And married within six months. Get it. In 1993. Jeff Bezos told his wife about his revolutionary plan for an online bookstore that he would later name Amazon. And soon after, Jeff and McKinsey Wait. Just kidding. Soon after, he told her, um, he said that while she's not a business person, she could hear the passion and excitement in his voice when he spoke about the idea, and that made him love her. You know what's wild? I
1: had completely forgotten that Amazon started as a book book selling service.
0: (laughs) Um, She told CBS, watching your spouse, somebody you love, have an adventure, what is better than that and being a part of that. That's precious. Cute. In 1994, the couple drove from New York City to Seattle. That's a long drive. All right,
1: cross country. The
0: eventual Amazon headquarters, which is in Seattle, with McKinsey Bezos driving and Jeff tapping out a business plan on his computer along the way. Uh, With their dog, Camilla, in tow, (laughs) Jeff spent his trip pecking out a business plan on his laptop computer and calling prospective investors on a cell phone. According to entrepreneurs,
1: so from the car he was starting to set things
0: up. You got to do it, all right, Jeff. Mackenzie Bezos became an accountant for Amazon, and oh. this is considered, and she's considered one of the company's earliest employees. Yeah, that makes sense. According to Wired, she was responsible for negotiating Amazon's first freight contracts. Ironically, at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> oh, yikes! Sorry, Barnes. They're not paying me. <laughs> Jeff said he knew from the beginning that he wanted to marry a resourceful person. He says, nobody knows what you mean when you say looking for a resourceful woman. He told Wired, if I tell somebody I'm looking for a woman who can get me out of a third world prison, they start thinking Ross per- Perot. <laughs> they have something they can hang their hat on. That's an interesting standard for a partner. I, I think, think that's like smart. It. It's like somebody who is Like almost, a partner in crime. Well, it's like you're thinking like bigger. Like I, if I'm ever in a bu- tight place, Basically, they can get me out. he,
1: he wants someone who can yeah. get shit done.
0: Yeah. So Mackenzie told Vogue that their personalities complement each other. He likes to meet people. He's a very social guy. She said cocktail pa- parties for me can be nerve wracking. Same. The brevity <laughs> of conversations, the number of them. It's not my sweet spot. So they lived their life very normal. And by normal, I mean, she still drove him to work and the kids to school every day in their Honda. That's very pure. Yeah. Uh, And this is until 2013. So they're married in 93. They jump over there in 99. Like Amazon's being founded. All of this. They're a regular family. Amazon takes off. Amazon is a big deal now. Amazon's huge. Uh, Jeff told Vogue he would often buy clothes for Mackenzie on the fly. Sometimes I'd call her and say, what's your such and such size? And she'd say, why? And I say, none of your business. He said, it delights her. Cute. Um, this, the Amazon CEO has said he wraps up the day with a chore in McKin- that McKinsey appreciates. Appreciates. I can't speak. <laughs> appreciates. Washing the dishes. I'm pretty convinced it's the sexiest thing he I do, he told Business Insider. I mean, that's a good tip. A I think I like my wife tip. is resourceful, smart, brainy, and hot. But I had <laughs> a good fortune of having seen her resume before I met her. So I know exactly what her SATs were, he joked to Vogue in 2013. He's such a tech nerd guy. So in January of this year, Jeff announces on Twitter that he and Mackenzie are getting divorced after 25 years. Mm. After a long period of loving exploration and trial separation, we have decided to divorce and continue our shared lives as friends, the statement read. Okay. We've had such a great life together as a married couple, and we also see wonderful futures ahead as parents, friends, partners, ventures and projects, and as individuals pursuing ventures and adventures. Okay. Jeff and Mackenzie announced in April, in separate statements on Twitter, that they had finally finalized their divorce agreement. This was two months ago. Mackenzie wrote, Grateful to have finished the process of dissolving my marriage with Jeff, with support from each other and everyone who reached out to us in kindness, and looking forward to the next phase of co-parents and friends. Happy to be giving him all of my interests in the Washington Post and Blue Origin and 75% of our Amazon stock, plus voting control of my shares to support his continued contributions with the team of these incredible companies. Excited about my own plans. Grateful for the past as I look forward to what comes next. Will you backtrack and read that again?
1: So those are things that
0: she handed over to him in the divorce. Yeah, so she handed all of her interests. And the Washington Post and Blue Origin okay. and 75% of their stocks in Amazon.
1: Their joint or hers? Their joint. So, so she, she has 25. She kept 25% she of has their stocks. has 75. Okay. In California,
0: I mean, luckily they're not in California. She'd be leaving with half. Well, maybe she... Well, this is, so this is what was said. Okay, okay. So MacKenzie's remaining stake in Amazon is estimated to be $35.7 billion. Billion with a b, making her the third richest woman in the world. Okay,
1: so she kept 25% and that is equal to $37 billion.
0: Yeah. Well, he has 137 billion. He's the richest wow. man in the world. Wow. I know. So I was interested in who was second and first. So second richest woman in the world is Alice Walton of Walmart with $44.4 billion. All right, girl. And then Francois Betancourt Myers of L'Oreal with $49.3 billion. The richest woman in America. I don't know. I would have guessed that. Or in the world. Sorry. This is the world. Okay. So shortly after (sighs) Jeff and McKenzie announced their split, news broke that he had been dating former TV host Lauren Sanchez before the divorce what? was publicly revealed. What transpired after was a scandal involving alleged leaked sex between Jeff and Lauren. Jeff revealed that the National, National Enquirer had been allegedly extorting him over nude images.
1: I'm sorry. So he was having an affair. The Enquirer had images and they were like nude extorting image. him
0: to not release it? Yes. Okay. The leak was apparently separate from the leak of racy texts between Bezos and Lauren Sanchez, which hit the internet the day after Bezos announced his divorce. It was the first leak that brought the world <laughs> the knowledge of the phrases, I love you, Alive Girl. I will well, show you with my body and my lips and my eyes very soon. No, 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 Jeff. No, and no. I want to smell you.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I want to breathe no, you in. Oh, no, no. I don't know why that triggered me so
0: badly. I want to smell you. I want to breathe you in. I, I think want. there haven't been more romantic words said ever. Listen, I'm not I'm not criticizing <laughs> the words themselves. Hence, wash your damn feet. <laughs> <laughs> People don't want to smell your nasty eff feet, Lauren Sanchez. That's my Jenna oh, Marbles voice. Oh, okay. oh, sorry. Okay, <sighs> I, it gets me. it gets better. An investigation by Gavin De Becker, the investigator Bezos hired to determine who leaked the text, has since concluded. Though he declined to tell any reporters what his findings were, De Becker told the Daily Beast, "Our investigation into who initially provided text to the National Enquirer and why it was done—that investigation is now complete. We have turned our conclusions over to our attorneys for referral to law enforcement."
1: Okay, so they think they found someone, but they just handed yeah. it over.
0: So Elkin Ambrowitz, Ambrowitz, the name. lawyer representing AMI CEO David Pecker, told ABCs this week that AMI's letters to Bezos absolutely is not extortion and not blackmail. The story was given to the National Inquiry by a reliable source that has had been giving information to the National Inquirer for seven years prior to the story. It was a source that was well known to miss, both Mr. Bezos and Miss Lauren Sanchez. There were at least 3 theories who had leaked Bezos's photos. Oh. Michael Sanchez, Lauren's brother, okay. Lauren's friends, and the Saudi government. I'm <laughs> sorry. All parties have denied the involvement in the photo leak, the but it gets S- better. Saudi government. Multiple sources reportedly told the Daily Beast that Sanchez's brother, Michael, supplied AMI with the texts, which fall in line with an earlier report on ABC's Sunday Morning that the person who leaked the photos was well-known to both Bezos and Sanchez. The, the I mean... Sorry, what does AMI stand for? Uh, Is that the know. place that owns the Inquirer? Yes. Oh, okay. okay. So. Uh, Michael Sanchez had declined to comment for the story, but later demanded, denied different word later denied he demanded but later denied that he had anything to do with the photos i had nothing to do with the leak of the dick pics that's the important thing he told vanity fair great great in a new interview with page six over a month after the nude photo scandal michael sanchez confirmed he was the leaker of the sex michael
1: jeez what a what a flip-flopper i did
0: not send i did not send those dick pics it was but me. he did send all the sex <laughs> and he had made a deal with the devil to break the story with the inquirer <gasps> reportedly in exchange for two hundred thousand dollars oh
1: that's not too bad Michael. however
0: that's shitty, he insisted but... He did it to protect the couple by ensuring that the news about their relationship would break only after they had told each, each told their respected spouses cause she was married. Yeah, That's what that great. means. She in case you didn't too. Yeah. cool. Still, he insists he didn't have any part in leaking the nude photos. Just the just sex, the, just the sex. It <laughs> I may have helped the inquirer with the story he told page six, but I never had access to the penis selfies. Oh. However, it's still unclear how he had access to the sexts. <laughs> Why do I get the sense that he's enjoying this? Why does he this?
1: have these? It's uh,
0: the, the, the phrasing he's using. He's enjoying it too <laughs> Michael Santos told Vanity Fair that he never had access to Bezos's photos, though he did claim that she had attempted to show him personal photos before. It's clear they were sent to others. There are like 20 dick pics. <gasps> Lauren likely shared them with multiple girlfriends, friends, not in a malicious way. That's not her style. In what way, then? But Laura? she's in love. She got a kick out of sharing them. One time, she tried to show me one, and I was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? To her I don't want to see Jeff Bezos' penis." To her brother? Yes, girl. What kind of relationship? Get it Jamie together, and, uh, Jamie and Cersei Lannister get over here. Get it together, honey. Okay. <laughs>
1: Oh, sorry. I'm, I know I'm throwing judgment everywhere, but so, this is a lot. So
0: there were the three possible leaks, the brother, the, <laughs> the friends, friends because the they Saudi had government. seen the pictures. <laughs> C is the Saudi government. So Saudi Arabia. The intrigue doesn't end there. Some are suggesting the pool of potential suspects might be much wider than just Sanchez's circle. The government of Saudi Arabia, the crown prince Mohammed bin Salman, specifically per The Verge, the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia has denied anything to do with the leak of Bezos photos should hope so NBC News reports Pecker that's unfortunate naming oh. also denied the claim that AMI obtained Bezos' sex through Saudi Arabian operatives, though he did not disclose the company's source. So we think they think
1: that Saudi Arabia thinks that if <laughs> they expose Jeff Bezos' genital his... photos, it would like hurt his reputation and shake up the market and give them some opportunity
0: oil i'm sure oil's involved doesn't it Uh, michael sanchez also claims that bezos considered buying ami media in an effort to find the source of the leak oh he also maintains that he supported supports his sister's relationship with bezos and that their love is true it's a legendary romance that will blow your mind as to just how in love they are gross He also referenced Bezos' divorce by saying, Jeff never blinked about losing $70 billion. Meanwhile, there's another wrinkle in the story of the Bezos divorce. President Donald Trump. Trump has long expressed his antipathy for Bezos and Amazon, even asking the United States Postmaster General to increase Amazon's shipping costs. Because he just doesn't like how successful Amazon is? Are they still friends? Oh, girl, no. Yes! Because they have kids? So, but apparently only for the press. It's apparently like a, a, a political strategy so that nobody thinks that the relationship's rocky, he's going to lose his so edge, the company. So they're playing it cool. They're playing it cool. But we think not so much. I don't think that they, I mean, they do have to co-parent. They do. But if you found out that the lead, the richest man on in the world is having a really super messy fucking divorce and it's like hurting his business skills you might lose faith yeah and so they're i think they're saving
1: face Pro- that would be my good wait so do you know if all this stuff about the
0: affair broke after the settlement was done for the divorce uh no, I don't think so. Okay, because they announced their divorce, and then the day after announcing their divorce, all of this came out. Okay,
1: so then this was all on the table after when the they settlement. Were yeah. Okay.
0: So f- this is my ending fun fact. Oh dear. Jeff Bezos makes four point four million dollars an hour, which <sighs> breaks down to seventy five thousand dollars a minute and twelve hundred dollars a second. That's very upsetting. And that is the story of Jeff and Mackenzie Bezos. Wow wow are you that was a short one for me i am i did not leak the dick pics but i did leak the (laughs)
1: sex for 200 so do you think she's mad at her brother for
0: doing that or it's like ah, it's 200 apparently they share a lot of things between the two i i don't you can't imagine in any universe my sister showing me her boyfriend's no 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 pictures i also like so you, your sister is
1: potentially going to become a billionaire by like maybe marrying this guy so and you're going to sell her out for 200 grand. She's not going to give you Imagine no how much it. more
0: money you could be making having your sister I, be married to a I know all
1: my interest is surrounding the money just because it's so wild. Yeah. That would be very, but I mean, thinking about it, that would be pretty rough. Like you move with your person across the country as he builds this company, you stand by him the whole time and then he like... She has an affair? She has thirty-seven
0: billion dollars. I mean, I girl. suppose that is true.
1: And I actually think it's smart that she like sold off her equity in those other companies because she just basically like, broke ties to be like, and she Take has twenty-five percent of Amazon.
0: Which having twenty-five percent of Amazon is still more money than having one hundred percent of a lot of other companies. Oh, completely. So, all right, yay! Powerful women. Right, yay! Third most wealthiest woman in america just because she got married to this guy who had an idea i'm so proud of you but she's smart she's a writer she's very and it sounds like she worked her butt (laughs) not that that matters but it
1: sounds like she worked her butt off too while the company was building but like
0: why send your dick pic to lauren sanchez
1: who's gonna show it to her brother apparently and
0: all of her girlfriends because that's what she likes that's
1: gnarly wow that was good good for
0: lauren i hope she doesn't find me
1: that was very timely And I very much appreciate you adding in the information about how much money he makes, because that's personal. He just made
0: $1,200. He just made $1,200 more dollars. He just Uh,
1: made another $1,200. (laughs) Oh, dear. Okay. How are you feeling? You ready?
0: I'm really good. I just had a good stretch. Okay. I'm ready for you. Okay.
1: (laughs) You're going to hate this, but I think also like it. I almost did this. On our first episode, but I realized I needed to wait. I wish people could see my face right now. It's... He's very... This is the face I had. stressed. Yeah, i was like, I decided to do this because we did say we were going to cover breakups throughout history. That is a thick stack of papers. It's, uh, but some of it's quotes, and I can go over. And he has this the thing.
0: smallest font possible... And Look, that's what makes us different. The
1: reason why I needed to do this is because I am a huge nerd in a lot of ways. It's going to be
0: like Henry Fourth. There fog. are
1: stories I'm going to do that I don't aren't hear about covered that. in TMZ and whatnot. So because I there feel was like no
0: TMZ in the 1600s.
1: Early on, I needed to do something that, that made it clear to everyone how much of a nerd I am. So I'm going to be telling you the story of Marie Antoinette and King Louis XVI. I
0: was so close. <laughs> you were really close. Oh, I just...
1: Oh, no. I'm going to give you a minute to absorb.
0: Okay. Um, I can. I hated history in school. I was but listen, schooled.
1: This is going to be different because I'm also going to tell you the story as it parallels. Well, also,
0: my history class was Bible class,
1: so <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't real. I'm going to tell you the story as it parallels Sofia Coppola's film
0: starring Kristen Duxt. Beguiled?
1: Dust. Wait. Marie Antoinette, The Beguiled.
0: <laughs> yes, the she Beguiled. made another movie with Chris Kirsten Dunst. She only makes movies with Kirsten Dunst. I like that pair. <laughs> Actually, Kirsten Dunst has gotten really good. Is she, in yeah, the last few I'm years, a, yeah, I'm a fan.
1: But uh, so a lot of people know the story. Obviously, some people know the movie and not the story. At all. I've never seen the movie. <laughs> um, it's really pretty. Lots of pastels. I saw The Beguiled. We were drunk. Uh, that was yeah. We shouldn't have been drunk for that movie. This is hard. um But I'm going to tell you the story and it's going to be really gay. It's going to be really nerdy. And uh, we'll see how it goes. We're going to start um, basically how they met, which is kind of fucked, but I guess not as weird back then. You're already
0: zoning out. No, I just like, if, if there's details like that, I'll be interested if it, things are like weird. Oh, it's all, it's a fucked story. I don't know anything about this. Okay, let's do it. This then. was considered science fiction in my school curriculum. Yes, it wasn't <laughs> in the Bibles and therefore it never happened. Okay, so
1: Marie Antoinette, that wasn't her original name. Her name was Maria Antonia Josepha Joanna
0: didn't she go by that that's so much catchier
1: because this was her name in austria she lived in vienna and austria and she was the daughter of an emperor and empress and she basically kind of got to do whatever she wanted like as long as she didn't like embarrass her fancy parents she could like oh run and play i'll
0: make this at in current times like i'll make comparisons like who this is this is kylie jenner no yeah no she i had, disagree she had fame coming up into life Paris I'm, Hilton, uh I disagree. <laughs> How about I'll get more information and then I'll translate. yeah why don't you
1: why don't you learn I'll like, translate here's some to more. the gen Zs uh because i i I have a problem with you comparing Marie Antoinette to Kylie Jenner personally <laughs>
0: does she get beheaded? She sure does. Oh no, not Kylie
1: so <laughs> no, so basically her her parents are planning to marry off her sister. Yeah. to French royalty to, like, yeah. strengthen the political bonds or whatever. Like in Game of Thrones. Um, but that plan didn't really um, come to and fruition. So the Red Wedding. So, okay, so here's what happened. Um, so she had a good little childhood. She did whatever she wanted, not political at all. Then her mom became queen after her dad died, and she was the one who was to, like... Yeah, of Austria. She wanted to make friends with France, Austria and France. Let's be friends. So that's when she was like, okay, well, why don't we just trade some kids around, and then we'll be friends? Um, so her older sister was supposed to do it, but she died of smallpox, which, um, you know, sucks.
0: That's the worst of all the poxes. It's, a,
1: it's not a great pox. Uh, so she died, and then when... Um, Marie Antoinette, um, not known as Marie Antoinette yet, but when she was 12, her mom was like, all right, you're up. You're going to do it instead. <laughs> um, Shit. So she promised that her daughter Marie would marry this guy, Louis Auguste, Louis Auguste, I, I don't know I love France, his album. Um, in France. So basically, and they were very different people. So Marie was like this really playful, uh, like social person and she had lots of friends she was a good singer and a good dancer and kind of charming and louis was like a bit of a dweeb like hmm. he kept to himself he was really quiet kind of awkward like a band nerd yeah kind of like a like that kid at like a music festival who's just kind of like standing in the corner like they're very Stop different talking people. about me <laughs> and the rough part is that louis's own grandfather called him stupid and ugly <laughs> he oh didn't
0: God. he didn't say stupid and um ugly he said dimwitted and ungainly, and your grandparents say the nicest thing about you, so that really tells you what he is as a person dimwitted and ungainly if your grandparent serious. is saying that about you, you are a piece of shit
1: and he had this older brother that was like kind of jacked and hot and like the oh. favorite or whatever, so he lived in the shadow of his older brother Literally. um here's kind of the
0: weird part, uh. This is very much a Kardashian. Oh, I think a Kardashian uh, is totally you're relevant. You're killing me. It's totally relevant. I was making a good point. I just,
1: I, I have an issue with Kylie's position. We can talk more about it, but let's get into it more. Okay. I just have a personal issue with Kylie's Kylie. Marie so, so he's living in the shadow of his older brother, but his older brother apparently wasn't like hot and ripped enough to not die because he does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That usually helps you current day.
1: Um, He died really young, and so Marie got paired up with the younger brother, Louis, and they got married. The weird thing, though, is that Marie wasn't there for the wedding. (laughs) Uh, So this was apparently a thing that happened back then. How iconic. But Marie's brother went to France and stood in for her as her proxy, and Marie and Louis were married without ever meeting each other.
0: So it was like a gay wedding?
1: Yes, that's what I like by to proxy? think. By proxy? It was like a gay proxy wedding. It was a
0: gay wedding by proxy. Mm-hmm. Like, I just
1: picture them standing oh at some altar and What like, year is this? Oh, God. 1686. Um, this was uh, 1768. Oh, that was really close. A yeah. hundred years off. So, <laughs> which isn't close at all. So the brother goes and does the little marriage without her, and... Um, and I do like to think of it as a gay wedding, even though, like, there probably weren't any sequin dresses, and there was kiss. probably no Whitney Houston playing. But, like, it was two guys proxy marrying each they other. They didn't play Enchanted um, by Taylor Swift. So then it was two they'd years dance. later in 1770. So Marie is 14 now and she actually goes to France for, like, the real formal ceremony thing. Like a boss. Which still sounds pretty gay. Um, <laughs> oh, and Louis wore a suit of silver and Marie was in lilac and there were, like, a bunch of guests and it was this big party. So they got married. But two things happened at the wedding ceremony that were considered, like, bad luck at Ooh. the time. So first, there was this big storm, which, I mean... Well, raining on your wedding is a good... Alanis has told us, rain on your wedding day. Don't make me... It's don't ironic.
0: let me... Don't even go down that road um, trail with me. Second, there was
1: some sort of riot that happened during a <laughs> fireworks show that they had set up, and hundreds of people were trampled. At like, the wedding.
0: Like Black Friday.
1: Like, yeah, like no big deal. We'll set off the fireworks. Oh, whoops, a bunch of people just got killed. Hmm. Um, I mean, it's not the end all. And the weddings. other fun part is that they don't speak the same language. Okay, so they are married at this wedding that was like kind of a snafu. People died. They don't speak the same language. It was raining. Great.
0: <laughs> it was raining. Other <laughs> trampled now, bodies.
1: Um, so things kind of are strained right from the beginning. So aside from like being forced to marry each other in the first place, um, but basically this was done for political reasons and yeah. they're expected to make babies and produce heirs. And that's how like the countries will stay friends and whatnot. So you basically like got to seal the deal and have some babies in order for everyone to be happy. Now, Marie and Louis were so young that they like, weren't super rushed into it. They were like, these are two 14 year olds. Let's not force them to go have a bunch of sex right away. So they kind of got, people left them alone a little bit. Um, cause that would be creepy to tell your 14 year old kids to go fuck. But, like a year or two pass and then three years pass and then seven whole years pass <gasps> oh. and they still have never had sex. <laughs>
0: They're now eighteen.
1: <laughs> they <laughs> they are what's fourteen plus seven? They're twenty one.
0: Right. And, there, too. Is he getting just
1: and they've still never even had sex, not just produced a kid, they haven't had sex yet.
0: How that's so much information they're putting out there. If you
1: watch Sophia Coppola's, stupid movie... stupid virgins. <laughs> like so, in what? the movie that Sophia Coppola did, this is like a big part of the plot. It's just Kirsten Dunst and uh, Jason Schwartzman, like awkwardly laying next to each other, not having sex. That's like a big part of the movie. Um, but what made it really awkward in real life is that Marie's slash Kirsten Dunst's brother came to France to like teach them how to do it because it wasn't happening. They need to have a baby. So let's bring the brother over to like try and get them to get some action done. And I don't think they were formal lessons, but the brother basically like said that Jason Jason Schwartzman slash Louis like didn't really know what he was doing. And he had to quote unquote educate him. Oh, no. And it apparently worked because right after the brother's visit, she's pregnant. (gasps) That's
0: gay. She had four Happy kids Pride, right in a row. by the way. <laughs> they Happy had a Pride. gay wedding by proxy, and mm-hmm. then he brother had to teach over, them how to do
1: them. it. And right after the visit, they have four kids, and this is great Shit, news. Shit, at the same time? Just like right in a row. Oh. Four kids in a row. <laughs> and there were a lot of rumors about this, though, because some think that Louis was gay, and that's why this wasn't working, because he wasn't into women. It's when
0: he married that guy.
1: Some think that Marie had sex with other guys to get pregnant, and that the brother maybe came over to like tell her to do that. So it wasn't about teaching Louis what to do. It was about him being like, you just got to get pregnant no matter what. So like, all the kids have different hair Figure color and
0: eye color than you, Louis, but it's your kid.
1: And this was like a big scandal because Louis was king at this time. Like he had become King Louis. Um, and like people thought he was a bad leader. And basically they were like, if you can't perform in the bedroom and can't get your queen pregnant, like you don't deserve to lead the country. So it was like this big I'd scandal. i be a
0: terrible king.
1: <laughs> so this is the part where I really... Uh, Have a kinship with Louis because he did the only thing he could do. He started doing crafts.
0: Oh my God.
1: (laughs) He started making locks. He is gay. He started, instead of, like, becoming more involved in the politics of France and running the country, he started, like, working with wood and metal. Well, he worked
0: with wood, all right. Oh,
1: dear. But he literally was, like, learning how to make locks with keys. That's so
0: pure, actually. He just
1: had an interest. Did he learn how
0: to make guillotines?
1: Um... I feel like this is a point where I should admit the fact that during a period in my life, when I was very sexually repressed, I went through a period of making lots of lamps for no You're apparent reason. That exact time, and in your life I feel to your very much that, like, oh, it's not a secret. I was <laughs> I was alone in my room making lamps all the time. He was alone Something in wasn't his room. right, and here's louis making a bunch of locks and i just like you should play him in the next i feel for him but also like hey you're the king of france maybe stop making locks and like start running the country maybe lock it down with your wife and but um Another thing that I think is really funny is that he once made a gift for Marie. Uh, he made a huge spinning wheel. So, like in Sleeping Beauty, the, the thing that spins and makes wool. That is he, a like a two year anniversary. He game. made it out of wood. He gave it to her and she thanked him kindly and gave it to a friend.
0: <laughs> so they were doing great. I feel a kinship to Marie and Dwynette. <laughs> That I could not imagine I would have. So then what was worse than that is that
1: the guy who was teaching Louis how to make all these locks, (laughs) he was named Germain, and he was the royal locksmith, and Marie was not a fan. She was like, "He's gay. She was like, "Okay, who are you making all these locks with? You're spending a lot of time with this guy. Like, what are you talking
0: about? Why like, is your phone always locked? Why? Why are you always like hiding your password?" To me? But then King Louie was like,
1: "Hey, I'm the king. I know what I'm doing. Just like let me make my locks. Like, leave me alone." And then he even asked Jermaine to help him make an iron chef to keep all his secret documents in. And Marie was like, "Maybe that's not a good idea to like share your." Documents with people. Cut to Germain joining the revolution and basically leading the enemies straight to all his documents because he helped make the chest where they were stored. So Sucks.
0: Louis maybe should have listened to his wife about the lock guy. Don't trust your gay locksmith friend is what we're learning. And
1: while Louis was out making locks, Marie was out partying. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> so she,
1: she, while Louis didn't really want to be king, Marie kind of leaned into the queen part and like liked the power and being able to like get clothes made that she wanted to get made and, like, have attention. Like, she kind of leaned into it and was like, well, I'm going to enjoy this if this is what I was forced to do. Yeah. Um, so she starts, like, eating a ton of chocolate and throwing <laughs> all these parties and going to dances. So this is the part of Sofia Coppola's movie where <laughs> Kirsten Dunst is, like, draped across pastel couches in big gowns. I remember the picture. Eating cakes and, yep. like, frosting surrounded by her friends. Let them eat cake. This is what was happening for Marie. And one fun fact is that Marie once turned all the clocks back to trick Louis into thinking it was his bedtime so that she could sneak out earlier. <laughs> like, this was the Queen of France. And she turned the clocks back to, like, sneak out on
0: her husband to Did, go party. W- Was I her in a different life? <laughs> oh, I believe in reincarnation, by the way. But I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that I was because I'm into pretty Annette sure I'm Louie. Life.
1: because he like he would read by the fire and go to bed early. What's I mean, really funny? He looked at the clock and was like, oh, bedtime!" Is time. there's a
0: lot of comparisons to our relationship in the? Yeah, a lot. That's very funny. I don't
1: have a thing for locks, but I like a craft. I love partying. Yeah, party. <laughs> so, uh, so that was kind of their personal life. Then. There was actually some cool stuff that they did as king and queen. Like they, so serfdom was like pseudo-slavery, right? Where it's like lower Mm. class people being forced to do work. They wanted to get rid of all the serfdom and like lower taxes. They're not
0: paying us to say They wanted,
1: (laughs) non-spawned by the (laughs) (laughs) serfdom, (laughs) the French leadership. Um, But they basically like wanted to make things easier for the people to like lower taxes. And they wanted people to be able to believe, like practice whatever religions they wanted. And this was all like... Radical thinking at the time. Wild. Marie was also doing some cool stuff individually. So she really loved kids. Like, you know, it was hard for her to have her own, but she really loved kids oh, and like being a mom. Marie. And so there was a point where one of her maids died. So she adopted her maid's daughter and like as her own. And then um, upgrade. some other people on her staff died. She adopted their three kids as well. And then someone once gave her a gift this was a gift like here queen our our gift to you it was a young boy from senegal to like help her around the house basically a slave that like, gave her a slave from senegal and instead of putting him to work she just adopted him as her son she was like oh. thank you for the strange gift i will treat him as a person and he will be my son now thank you hmm. Um, they also set up a bunch of charities where they would like help widows and the blind and they would make people in the court eat like, blind widows, blind widows, all combinations. And then they would make the people in their court eat cheaper food so that like the, the masses could have more food to eat. So they wow. like were trying to do nice things, even though they were that is pretty like wild. non-trained. Wow. To treating do people
0: like people wild.
1: And so while this was happening though, um, Basically, everyone in France wasn't having any of it. (laughs) So they thought that Louis was weak and wasn't really helping the people and that he was doing all this like kind of social stuff without actually running the country. And so they started passing out pamphlets. So this was like early days, like social media smearing. They started like passing out pamphlets, spreading rumors about Marie, basically calling her a whore and calling her dumb. And then they made pornography. They like sketched and drew pornography with marie and spread it around to smear her name
0: see this happened to me (laughs) this is all (laughs) but it actually it
1: reminded me of like the icloud hack where but they just like created it and drew it because there weren't photos back then or whatever (laughs) just to be like she's such a whore she shouldn't be our queen and then (laughs) this isn't actually her this is what we think of her and basically, this was all done by people who wanted to overthrow the government, so they wanted to smear their names. And one of the rumors was that Marie was a lesbian, and they include accused her friends, Princess de Lambelle, of being her lover. So they basically were like, that friend is your lover. I mean, and the princess was attacked by a mob in the streets, and she was beaten and beheaded, and they put her head on a spike so Marie could see it later when she was arrested. So they, like... Called her a whore, said she was a lesbian, said that's your lover, and they just, like, killed her in the streets and put her head on a spike to, like, freak everybody out. Now, before we talk more about all the, like, gory unpleasantness, let's take a break to talk about gay dresses.
0: (laughs) (laughs) As if none of what you've been saying up until this point has been gay.
1: So, Marie Antoinette is considered to be, like, one of the biggest fashion icons in European history. Um... And there isn't a single, like, nothing that she actually wore still exists today. None of it lasted. Um, But there are all these portraits of her and all these paintings that basically show what she was wearing. Big sleeves. And there's this one portrait that's really famous. And uh, it's basically, so there was, like, this painting that her favorite artist did. Um, And when you're the queen, you can, like, have your own personal portraitist or whatever artist do your painting. Okay. which So, like, I guess today it's, like, the equivalent of Kim Kardashian, like, hiring a selfie assistant to, like, take mm. her selfies or whatever. But so there was this painting done of her that shows her in this, like, kind of flowy, white, casual dress. And it's, like, has these loose sleeves and it isn't all corseted up. It's, like, made of silk and it's all light. And it basically was a dress that most people considered to be more, like, underwear. Ooh. And she was, like, her queenly portrait on display for everyone to see was like her in this
0: kind of underwear type dress. So I mean I get why they were maybe calling her a whore? So. Is that what that led to? I mean like (laughs) Because I know that they had those dresses they were under their dresses.
1: But the thing is. Elizabeth Swan. But it's like so, yes, but it's also, like, the most conservative thing you've ever seen. She's still, like, covered from neck to She's toe. She's showing her ankle. What a slow. But it's just, like, it isn't this fine corset. It's, like, a flowy material. She whatever. showed her wrist. We um, should ha- be And so, basically, her. they showed this painting at the what they called the salon, which is, like, every year they would hold this big show. Because people didn't have social media. No one knew what the queen looked like. So, once a year, they would, like, have this art show at the Louvre where they would put up paintings of the leaders of the country so that you could come and, like, see the queen and what she looks like.
0: I never, like thought about i've never thought about that like there are people that lived like in the 1760s, that were ruled by somebody, they had no idea what they looked like. Didn't know what they looked like. Had they never just seen knew them. it was like this guy's in charge, and I'm not allowed to. And sell that's why this. those
1: pamphlets worked because a lot wow. of the information they get is like through the press or through what they hear. I mean, so basically, they go to this like annual thing to see the painting of the queen, and they see her in basically what everyone considers to be like a nightgown or like some hoey dress, which really it's like a fine dress. Women have had it it's so just, yeah. and they <laughs> they like claim that that. That portrait of that dress was like the beginning of her downfall because of how, because it was like this parallel of who she was. So she had this little getaway house where she would go with her friends, like Kirsten Dunst would be around with all her like pastel gays, eating cake in the country, and she would be in this like flouncy dress and her friends would be too. And like, that's kind of what she was doing. Um, Girls I know. and But for her, it was like she grew up as this kind of farmhand girl and th- that's what like a farmhand would wear. It'd be more like this kind of dress. So she was trying to like stay true to her roots and hmm. show women that they don't have to like be completely corseted up. And, you know, she was trying to like do something free and instead everyone called her a whore. Um, and the other weird thing is that France had this big silk business and they thought that she was like ruining the whole industry by wearing a fucking dress and like a painting.
0: Like millennials ruining the doorbell industry.
1: So all of this brings us to 1789 where things are bad. Ooh. <laughs> so there's this really bad winter. The the Seine freezes over. The whole huge river freezes. And there's this bad bread harvest. There's not enough food. And everyone's bl- blaming the king and queen. It's cold. People can't eat. It's awful. And then there's all these bad money troubles that they're blaming on King Louis and so basically, basically they put together this assembly to, like, figure out how to save the country. And the assembly goes rogue and, like, blames the king. And people uh, basically storm this prison where they had a bunch of guns and ammo stored up. So they, like, raided this local prison, stole all these guns. And then they swarm Versailles. And yeah. Louis and Mary are like, we got to go. Because basically everyone just, like, showed up at their door with guns to, like, try and kill them. Like, you shouldn't Were run the there country
0: guns? anymore. I don't know. There were a few guns. There were the like the ones you had to stuff.
1: Oh yeah. Like old time guns. And then it was like one guns. shot at a time. So basically they, they try to hide in Austria, but on the way they're captured, and Louis is basically forced to give up the throne. They're like, You're not king anymore. And he's like, Okay, my bad, I'm not king. And then the next year he's like officially convicted of like crimes against the state and going against the revolution, and he is killed with his head getting a chopped off. Then nine months later, Marie is imprisoned also. And in August of 1793, she's brought to this cell during a heat wave. And it's like this – so she, like, goes from the palace, basically, to this, like, hot, sweltering cell. And she's held there for nine weeks up until the point that she, too, is beheaded. Aww. And I mean, I
0: knew it was coming. I just also
1: – I know. Aww. And historians say, all like, they think – I mean – they have some evidence or whatever, but some of it is them guessing what's happening, but pretty much everyone agrees that she's like a mess at this point. Like her husband's been killed. She's like in this horrible cell and she went from this decadent life to like about to be killed. Um, And the gross thing is that where she was killed, it's this area of Paris where a lot of, like, murderous activity happens. It's, like, the bad part of Paris. And it was so slummy, and all these executions happened there. And they said that the smell was so bad that animals wouldn't even cross the road to go into town because it just smelled like death and was horrible and gross. But the amazing thing. Downtown LA.
0: The amazing, amazing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) People who live in downtown are like, "Uh, uh, no, it's great here. Honey, it smells like pee. Ugh. Yeah, that's
1: exactly what it was like for Marie, just like a hotel in downtown. She's like, ugh. So she is beheaded. But the, really, the thing that I like a lot is that before she was killed, so she had taken this white silken dress that she'd hidden from the guards, and she like stashed it in her cell all this time. Priorities. And it was a simpler version of that dress she wore in the painting. And so before she was beheaded, she puts on this dress, and she walks out to her execution, and the crowd goes silent. And it was just, like, this moment where she was in this, like, angelic, simple, flowing white white dress, basically saying, like, I've just tried to be who I am. Fuck you guys. And that's how she died. Wow. So the question then, because this is a little bit of a different ending than what we normally do on this podcast, is how you think her relationship. (laughs) (laughs) No, up until the point that they were executed, do you think that they were on good terms or weren't
0: speaking or not? I think that they were on good terms. Um, I think that they were both on the bad end of a unfortunate situation. Mm. And I think they had each other. They were probably the only two people that understood each other's position. I also, if there were, if there's some truth to the gayness, and he was Mm -hmm. actually gay and she was lesbian, they had each other there to be, like, supportive. But it's unfortunate that the time era they were born in is the way that it was. And all of that pressure to be put on you when both of them were like the runner ups. Yeah. They weren't even supposed to be in charge. Exactly. So it's like, this was, you were thrust into this position. You're doing the best you can. You don't want this life. And you can see that through their actions. They didn't want this. Yeah. So they were like actively not wanting it, but they were—I think—they were there for each other as much as they could. She supported him with the locks. I mean, she <laughs> needs to be pregnant. That's the whole point of getting married and having a monarchy, is to have children. So I think there, that was the societal pressure. So it makes me like feel really bad for both of yeah, them. Yeah,
1: it's a sad ending, and I think so. You're totally right. The historians basically believe that they didn't have the closest like marriage because they were they were thrust into it. But then as things got bad, like. They were the only people who really understood the situation or could really. And like
0: how historians and myself just drew the same conclusion, (laughs) but I did after 20 minutes and they took like years.
1: Well, it's based on like how they responded to the threat and that they were trying to flee together, you know? Yeah. And one of the reasons why I chose this I mean, I'm a huge nerd and I wanted to do something kind of historical. but it's also, so Marie Antoinette is a huge influence on like drag culture and camp culture and stuff because you'll see people in these like corseted big yeah. well, like the corset. Victorian gowns and like the powdered wigs and all this stuff. Because Marie was considered to be this huge revolutionary kind of by a mistake, just by trying to like be herself in a way. And so I think drag culture has taken on a lot of that as like, well, we're being revolutionary just by being ourselves.
0: Well, I think and... it's it's the representation. Yeah. So I feel like drag queens represent gay culture really well and they're representing past, like, you know, they, they shot they shook the boat. Yeah, it's they rocked, a boat,
1: rocked the boat. And like, I mean, and you know, drag queens are all about subverting like gender norms. And here you have this example of someone in the 1700s who was like raked across the coals for wearing a completely conservative gown without a bone corset attached to it. Like, and I watched, so okay, so what? where I got sources <laughs> from history.com and biography.com. I also watched part of this BBC documentary called Stitch in Time that basically like tries to uncover parts of... um history based on the clothing they wore. So they recreated this dress from that painting to see what it was like. And it was a huge, it had like internal structure. It was still corseted actually. It was like this massive, beautiful gown. But
0: you've seen like the like ones that queens are wearing oh yeah but it like, was it's like over there's
1: the no way in our time it could ever be considered offensive it was just other than what they expected from the queen it was like an oversized moo moo and now and, she was just
0: trying to be comfortable and now
1: a lot of people like in queer culture try to subvert things just by like wearing things they're not supposed mm-hmm. to wear to try and challenge like gender norms and stereotypes so i just i think that she's a really cool icon in terms of culture even though that was never her intention all those years well, ago <laughs> so i haven't seen the movie
0: is that scene in the movie where she walks no, out and silent? The,
1: so the movie ends with her in a carriage like being taken off to go to prison oh. so it ends with her in the in the carriage that
0: i want to see that where it's like silence and her like kind of heroically and bravely embracing yeah and, and you know
1: people freaked out so she came out there was the silence And then everyone, like, got pissed because they realized she was doing it as, like, this fuck you. God,
0: that makes me so happy. But that's why, like,
1: I had to put in the gay stuff about the dress because a lot of people thought of her as this frivolous whore because she wore a white dress. And that's and she kind of went out on her own terms, where she was like, "It wasn't seventy five pounds of fabric, so she's a <laughs> yeah. slut now." But I just, yeah, I I had to do something historical so that everyone would I, know that every I, once in a while I won't be able to resist and I'll have to do something. And like that.
0: I consider me wrong because <laughs> I genuinely enjoy that story. Oh, good. Okay. I learned something I didn't know before. I had no idea about their questionable sexual orientations. Mm-hmm. I choose to believe that as giving homosexuality a voice in most a time people, where it was not.
1: Most people agree me. that she was not gay, that that was just part of this weird campaign to like hurt her and her friends, but a lot of people agree that he probably was.
0: Which wild.
1: Which is why I uh like relate to him a lot because he was the weird kid. Yeah. He was the kid who like was quiet and awkward and wasn't like his big strapping brother and
0: felt you know like so I totally think he was and probably I'm the a little the chick who likes Kate. Yeah exactly. And I'm like why is she wearing that and why is her hair blonde now? And I'm like because this is my Miley Cyrus wrecking ball time. Which Thank is you guys. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> this has been. Um,
1: but Wait, no yeah no. that's the story for the
0: well, thank for you week. for sharing that. It's not lame at all and consider me I'm very glad cuz I had a lot of fun researching it cuz I'm such a nerd. He said this is me. I was like I do, have to do, do it. Do you believe in, re- in reincarnation? I don't. I had a conversation know. with my parents actually about reincarnation like a month ago. Yeah, we were just talking about similarities between like my grandfather who passed mm. in uh last January and my nephew who was born shortly after that, he has, like, the same feet. He has the same – in a lot of pictures, he looks just like my grandfather. And he has, like, this nature. Like, it's just a lot of things, and it makes us really happy when we see those similarities with any of us. But it led me to think of kind of, like, where does that energy go? So energy can't be created or destroyed. Why are we thinking that – a person's soul is destroyed once it's no longer in a body, like maybe it goes into another one. Hmm. So my personal beliefs with that, which are constantly evolving as I learn more about myself and the world is like, I kind of think that that might be a thing that I believe in. And and that might be weird for some people to hear, but it actually makes me think incredibly hopeful and like happy that there's been lifetimes that maybe I experienced I was Marie Antoinette. Like, who knows? Like, and you were King Louis. We were beheaded. Please don't let that end this way. Oh, no. That wouldn't be cute.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's a really kind of poetic and romantic
0: I'm also way just to look at things. I'm also just a storyteller. I also, I, I mean, it goes really
1: deep, too. Like, people who really believe in reincarnation believe in this whole, like, idea of balance and that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm a Libra. Like, one day you, or one life you might be born in, like, really dire, difficult circumstances. Another life might be totally different. You know, like. Well, yeah experiencing the full spectrum of human existence i experience
0: like geographical deja vu sometimes (laughs) where it feels like i've been somewhere but i've never been there before or like certain conversations that i feel like i've said this before but i haven't like it happens to me a lot and there's no one can just like explain what that is so i'm choosing to explain that that's what it is
1: yeah i mean I don't know how I feel about all of it. To be I'm, and but also, I, really I whatever idea.
0: anybody wants to believe, I think that's great. I just, as a storyteller, and as somebody who loves fantasy world, and somebody who loves science fiction, and all of that magical realism, I think that that is a very cool narrative for like how souls were. And even
1: if you don't get into like into nitty gritty details about how reincarnation works, the idea that like. Your nephew has a similar energy or similar spirit to your grandfather. Yeah. is just beautiful. No it just how you makes look us happy. Yeah, like if it's making somebody happy, like you know, it's, you know, don't. don't I had. Uh, I mean, this isn't qu- quite in line, but we looked at a picture of my great grandma recently, and she looks. It, it freaked me out because it looked like I was looking at a picture of my cousin, Jinx. I like... Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, my sister sent it to me and was That's like... That's cool. Who, who is this a I picture of? And it was my great-grandma Daniels, but I looked at it and it was just my cousin, Jinx. Like, maybe, exactly.
0: Maybe it was.
1: <laughs> well, they were alive at the same time, but... <laughs> maybe it wasn't. <laughs> but, I mean, just stuff like that where, like, seeing... Your aunt, like what your if you past were like, family members. Well, she members. died the day that my cousin was born. <laughs> like, ah. But I mean, there was a cool mythbuster. We had a little bit of a similar experience in my family, where my cousin Christina's son uh, was born shortly after my grandpa passed. So there was like yeah. this time period where the baby hadn't been born and my grandpa hadn't been passed, and there was lots of discussion around like spiritually what that could have meant if yeah. like there was a way you know like it's just
0: really cool to think about those. Well, no, I think ties. it's interesting. We had a similar. We yeah. had where our grandfathers passed away, and then our nephews were born. Yeah, or well, it was your cousin, but yeah. it's like your nephew. Yeah, my God, we're, so. we're really close with your cousin. But with that, I think that this is. I think this has been a good episode. Yeah, it's been lovely. Thanks for indulging me and letting me do kind of a weird old timey one. And thanks for letting me talk about dick pics. Always. And with that, good evening, good morning, and good night. <laughs> <That guy. laughs>